take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. Inner alchemy. That's what this series is all about. How do you transform anything from within yourself? Any challenge, any difficulty, any inner conflict or problem? How do you operate as the creative center of your world? How do you become unexploitable, a generator of positive, loving, uplifting energy contributing to this world rather than taking from it? We are a microcosm and everything that we experience out there in the world is just a reflection of the energy that we hold within ourselves. Everyone and everything is a mirror if we're willing to look at the reflection and own it. And this is true empowerment because we stop projecting blame onto the outside world and instead we reclaim our spiritual power as the generator of the experience that we're having. There's resistance to this idea because a lot of people have events and circumstances in their lives that they would never have consciously created, of course. That's why I've been trying to provide the proper context for understanding. And that includes the recognition that our soul is in a process of evolution. Humanity is in a process of evolution. We are not finished. <laughs> we are infinite, eternal beings in physical form. And as such, we have a vast storehouse of memory from many, many different incarnations, most of which we no longer remember. And we have sown seeds in the past, if we can call it that, that we don't remember, but which bear fruit in the present. We have crystallized habits of thought and behavior that we are unaware of. We have very ancient programs in us that run in the subconscious. All of this is karma and no one can deal with our karma, but us. That's one of the laws of karma. It's, you know, you, you got to deal with your own. You can't deal with anybody else's and, and nobody else can deal with yours. Inner alchemy means that we acknowledge the vastness of our nature and let go of trying to understand why things happen as they do. Because that's really not the point, nor is it an empowering question. It's not a question that leads anywhere good. It just keeps you stuck in your mind and in victim consciousness. Inner alchemy is also the recognition or the letting go of, let's say, causality. Everything is in perfect order. We can adopt the attitude of acceptance and humility 
accepting the reality that we're faced with as it stands now, which doesn't mean that we can't take action if action is appropriate to change our circumstances, but simply we choose acceptance of what is rather than resistance to what is. Resistance to what is is a form of insanity because what good does it do to resist something that already is? It's going to lead you to misery. Resistance implies that we disagree with the way that life is showing up. (laughs) We don't like it. We disagree with it. And that is a denial of the truth, which is that everything is in divine order, no matter how it looks to you, to perception. Nothing can exist outside of the oneness of the one. Nothing. Yes, even the worst things from our perception are in divine order. Acceptance means I'm at peace with this moment as it is. There's no resistance. And then humility, which is the humility to admit that we don't know or understand everything that happens to us or to others or in the world. And that we have the wisdom not to attribute blame or in a larger sense, causality. Causality is a misunderstanding of how creation unfolds. It's the basis for endless positionalities and political posturing. And we will talk about this in later episodes because it's a very important topic. But for now, let's just try to understand that looking for a cause, attributing cause for anything or to anything that happens in the world or in our own lives is completely pointless because we would have to go back to the beginning of the creation of this universe to understand why even a single mote of dust is floating through the air right now. One of the primal main laws of the universe is cause and effect. But what it states is really the law of karma, which is that we are responsible for everything we have set in motion, the ripple effects of which inevitably return to us. We experience reality in a linear fashion, and thus we attribute cause because events seem to be sequential as they unfold in time. But we have to start to understand now that that is a severe limitation, a limiting way of looking at things, a recipe for misunderstanding. And it's part of our perceptual apparatus. Nothing is causing anything else. Everything is perfectly expressing its essence and potentiality becomes actuality when conditions are favorable, whether or not we like the outcome. So acceptance and humility, these two qualities enable us to transform that in us, which is denser, darker, heavier to begin to process it and dissolve it and reintegrate it because all that energy has been in separation. We've tended to disown it through projection up until now. And when we stop disowning it or projecting it, putting it outside of ourselves, and instead we realize this is mine, I'm going to take this and integrate it. Well, that is literally healing health means wholeness. So we take what's ours, we take it back in, we integrate it, we transmute it back into the light, which is what we are. And remember, it isn't the personal self that transmutes through inner alchemy. 
It is divinity. It's through grace that we're healed. But we have to give our permission. One way to give our permission is to speak the four phrases, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Each week I've been sharing a new alchemical key with you in the form of a short phrase, a sort of pointer that leads to deeper discovery and understanding of how to free yourself from the past and come into alignment with your highest path. It's time. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm talking to you personally. This is an ascending planet now, and we are living in a new energy out with the old, don't hang on, in with the new and whatever that looks like for you is not going to be delivered to you by the ego and its agenda, but by divine will through inspiration. Today we have another alchemical key to explore and this is a wonderful way to open yourself to divine will for you and in you. Would it be okay with you? to receive more of all the good things in life, more peace, more love, more opportunities, more abundance in all its forms? And that's a real question because remember, resistance. We think intellectually, of course I want more of all that's good, why wouldn't I? But we have an unconscious defense mechanism against receiving our good. Why? Well, it's that old ego again, (laughs) the ego's defense against love, because love, true love, is the undoing of the ego. So ask yourself, would it really be okay with me to receive more and feel what happens in your body? If you feel a little tightening, a little resistance, a little hesitation, a little, little doubt, that's the ego in you defending against an experience of divine love. So just soften your body, take a deep breath, connect with your heart, and say yes. If you apply this next idea fully, this next alchemical key fully, you'll see it open up all kinds of doors in your life. The key is this. The more I give, the more I have. The more I give, the more I have. This really goes against a lot of our programming. How many of us were raised to believe there's not enough? Not enough jobs, not enough money, not enough love, not enough time. There are the haves and the have-nots. So you have to go out there and get what's yours. Get it. Fight for it. Most people in the world are in a get mindset. I got to get stuff, get the degree, get the money, get the job, get ahead, get the partner, get the house, get the status, get the image. We feel like we need to get what's ours and then keep it, build a wall around it, keep it safe so no one can take away what we got. The truth is that this attitude makes us poorer in every way. Again, it's understandable that we should seek gain. Let's realize that this is the ego's point of view. The animal in us says, I've got to get stuff to survive. And and it comes by it honestly, because the animal is dependent on getting. The plants just use photosynthesis to grow and become what they are. But the animals needed to go out and search for a source of food. They had to find it. 
and they often had to kill another animal so that they could live. That part of our brain is still living there. It's still there. Survival of the fittest. The ego is a remnant of the animal brain. And even though it's much refined in us through the intellect, the basic instinct is the same. The animal doesn't have a choice in the matter. They live by perfect instinct and they are the perfect expression of their essence. They're totally innocent. We, on the other hand, do have a choice because we're self-aware in a way that animals aren't. Yet here we are stuck with this mechanism of the ego, which is about survival and satisfaction of desires. And part of our potential for growth and expansion is to transcend this mechanism and consciously come into harmony with natural law. The universe is expanding. Everything wants to grow and develop itself. Even a tiny little blade of grass will break through concrete seeking the light. Everything in the universe is in a spiral of expansion. You've got a spiral at the top of your head. Your DNA is in a spiral. Everything wants to express itself spiraling out more fully, including us. That feeling of wanting something more, something better for yourself, we call those feelings longing and discontent because they're the expression in you of that principle of expansion. We can't get away from it. It's baked in. So whenever we try to hold on to stuff, tighten up, control things, get things, keep things to ourself out of fear, we're going against that natural principle of expansion that's everywhere present in the world and in the universe. So it comes down to a choice about whether to operate from within the limited domain of force or the unlimited domain of power. Now, listen, this is not about denying natural cycles of expansion contraction. Okay, there are natural cycles of expansion and natural and part of that is contraction. I'm talking about whenever we clamp down out of fear and try to hold on, we don't want the energy to move, right? And that's different. That's going against those natural rhythmic cycles that are part of the universe. Whenever we operate within the limited domain of force, things get harder. We struggle, we wear ourselves out, life gets smaller and we get smaller. It's like trying to go against the current in a river. You can try for a while, but you won't get very far and pretty soon you'll be tired out. That's force. It's push energy. It constantly needs to be supplied with more and more energy and eventually it runs out or it burns out. The domain of force is the home of the ego and all of the emotions that we would label as negative. It lacks integrity and it doesn't support life. The domain of power, on the other hand, is supportive of life, growth, expansion. To get into step with power, we surrender negativity, push energy, and personal agendas. And then we enter the flow of the field of power, which is invincible and self-sustaining. In the energy fields of force, it's all about lack and scarcity. The idea, the more I give, the more I have, doesn't make any sense there because it's a different paradigm. It says, what do you mean? If I have $20 and I give away $10, I don't have more, I have less on the level of 
form and in the, the domain of linearity, that certainly appears to be true. When we dwell in the energy fields of force and the negative emotions associated with scarcity and lack, that's what we're focused on. And what we hold in mind tends to manifest. So we manifest more scarcity. Yes. And if I have 20 and I take away 10, then I don't have more. I have less. I have 10. But in the domain of power, the dictum, the more I give, the more I have is true. If I have $20 and I give away 10, I do so with generosity, trusting that I'm provided for and that I'm setting in motion the law of circulation. When we dwell in the energy fields of power and the elevated emotions associated with courage and acceptance, love, peace, and joy, the nonlinear quantum field responds to that vibration and delivers accordingly. And it always delivers more. <laughs> so if you have $20 and you give away 10 in that space of consciousness, not only is that 10 going to come back to you, but it'll come back to you multiplied. It may not be in the form of money, but you're definitely going to receive more than what you gave. So how do we make the leap from one paradigm to the other? Well, you have to be willing, first of all. And one of the best ways to come out of a negative space and to feel elevated is, guess what? Through giving. <laughs> give whatever you want to receive and give first. We don't wait and say, I'll give, I really want to give, but I have to give when I have more. It doesn't work that way. You wouldn't expect a wood stove to give you heat without putting wood into it first, would you? So give whatever you want to receive. If you want more money, then give money. Give to something or someone who nourishes you spiritually. Something that you feel really good about giving to, no matter how small the amount is. If you want more love, give love. And don't keep score about whether the person is returning your love the way you want to. It's not about getting, it's about giving. So forget about the result. If you want more opportunities, give someone else an opportunity. Even if it's just a second chance in your own mind. So here's the thing, don't give to get, give just to give, give with no expectation. What you give without keeping score, without expectation, always comes back to you very often multiplied. It may not come back in the way you expect it, but it must come. That's the law. The more I give, the more I have. That is the law of circulation and the principle of abundance. Ever increasing. Ever increasing. That's power. The more power you need, the more you have. It, it multiplies, it fills the space. Whatever space is there, it fills it. So we've talked about how gratitude increases your abundance because what you focus on grows right? So giving also increases your abundance because it jumpstarts the law of circulation. And gratitude is a form of giving. We give thanks. 
Forgiveness is a form of giving. We give for, we give our resentment for peace of mind. Then there's giving in, that's admitting that you don't know everything, humility, (laughs) and giving love. So you see this principle of the more I give, the more I have, is baked right into those four phrases. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. The more I give, the more I have. Giving can take lots of different forms. It's more about the spirit of generosity with which you live your life. This is being what we call a person of increase, a person of increase. That means that you always do your best to leave the world a little better than you found it. And as you practice being a person of increase, even if at first you're just doing an experiment or maybe you're sort of doing it out of obligation, you will find something changes in you. You will feel a growing self-respect. And when you respect yourself, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And you know that it's going to come back to you. A number of times in my own life when I've been down to my last dollar, I've had to overcome the impulse to clamp down and hold on to whatever I've got left. I think that my soul has chosen uncertainty and mutability in life in order to learn this very lesson. The more I give, the more I have. Every time I had to let go of that last dollar and think, well, that's it, now what? (laughs) Something would rush in to fill the vacuum. What's about trust, trust in the laws of the universe. And I remember a moment many years ago that marked me, even though it was very ordinary, it made me aware of this simple principle. The more I give, the more I have. I was coming into my shared dressing room to get ready for a show that I was performing in. I don't even remember which one it was anymore. And I was in a mood Who knows what it was about, but for one reason or another, I was in a very negative place, angry about something, a feeling hard done by. Probably had to do with casting, haha. (laughs) I hadn't gotten something that I wanted. And I came into the dressing room with this dark cloud over my head, barely acknowledged my dressing room mates and sat down to begin silently and sullenly putting my hair in pin curls for my wig. And as I stewed in my hateful thoughts, I suddenly became aware of the feeling of being locked inside my own mind. My field of vision was narrowed, my breathing was shallow, and I was not present to the room. And then I noticed the actress next to me someone I had acquaintanceship with, but whom I didn't really know well, well, I felt her and I felt, or I guess I knew in that moment, my energy was affecting her, even though she didn't say anything. Well, the realization that I was spreading negativity in the room like a cloud of smoke was enough to shake me out of my funk for a second. I took a deep breath And I turned my attention to her, the actress next to me, and I asked how she was. This began a conversation and she ended up telling me about some things going on in her life that were more serious than whatever I was dealing with. 
And I found myself listening, caring, and loving her. After a while, I realized my own feelings about whatever was going on for me and whatever I'd come in the door with had dissipated. And I was a lot more cheerful. I felt my heart lifting up and this wave of gratitude. So I started asking the other girls about their day. We ended up all chatting and laughing and having a great time. (laughs) Maybe this is obvious to you. Maybe it's obvious to a lot of people, but it wasn't obvious to me. And I know it sounds like a very ordinary situation, but for me, it was very significant. It was the first time that I noticed that I was cut off from others by my mental obsessions. And that, well, it was the first time I noticed that being there for someone else was beneficial for me too. In other words, it didn't take energy, it gave me energy. Note that I didn't take on her problems, I just listened and felt love for her. It was the first clear lesson I remember in being a person of increase and being it consciously, consciously making the choice to come out of my brooding and not subjecting the whole room to my energy, consciously noticing that giving, giving my time, giving my attention, listening and love to another was a gain for me. I felt the fullness that comes from selflessness without expectation of return. I also realized that I could turn on a dime and I didn't have to hold on to anything. That was my choice. That day was a turning point for me because up until then, whenever a mood took over, I painted everything with the color of that mood and I could not see beyond it. I was pretty self-absorbed. I remember, maybe you've had this feeling too, Um, you know, home movies from the old days, you know, when I was just a child in the 70s, and I was in a in a mood about something and my dad, you know, trying to snap me out of it, you know, and and I and I can see myself on camera, trying not to smile, (laughs) trying not to break the anger, and the the funk that I was in, I, I was like, wow, wow, resistance to feeling good. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you remember moments like that too. You don't want to be brought out of your funk. You want to be angry, sullen. You want to punish yourself and others. The more I give, the more I have. This week, how can you be a person of increase and live in the domain of power rather than the energy of force? It's as simple as being aware of the other's humanity, of our common humanity, and silently holding that awareness. Maybe it means taking the grocery store cart back to the cart area, even if you don't feel like it. Maybe it means giving a compliment to a store clerk or showing true appreciation when someone hands you a coffee they just made for you. Maybe it means doing something nice for someone without them ever knowing about it. As you do that, you'll know the truth of the statement, the more I give, the more I have. 
I encourage you to make notes of your experiences for a week as you consciously focus on being a person of increase, especially when you don't feel like it. See how it almost magically changes how you feel and brings you moments of joy and a sense of rightness. I'll see you next time. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.